0: We're not
1: judging. Sometimes you just need to get a little more sleep. And if you need to snooze, we'd much rather you did it at home in your warm, comfortable bed than in our pews. You can always catch up with the summer later right here on the Sunday Morning Sleep In podcast.
0: You're still going to miss out on some things that we think are really important about getting the community together, support, encouragement, challenge, great music, wonderful cookies, delightful coffee. Uh, we'll give you what we can here, but we can't give you everything. I'm Susan Foster and I'm Chris Marshall
1: and we are United Methodist Pastors in Reno, Nevada. Not theological experts or perfect preachers. We are average pastors, helping our congregations think through life's big questions every week. We
0: started this podcast, so if you're away from home or working or coaching the kids or out camping or maybe just sleeping in, you can keep up with some of the ideas floating around the church.
1: Each episode is a conversational version of a sermon we gave on Sunday. So whatever day it is when you're listening to this, we hope that you would receive it with an open mind and an open heart. And a quick
0: note, we encourage you to think your own thoughts. Use your own mind. We think that's a good, solid thing to do. Uh, We are here to spark your wonderings and then set you free. So whatever you agree with or disagree with in the following podcast, our sincere hope is that you will experience the mysterious loving force in the world we know as God moving in your life as you consider this.
1: So Chris, the story of Philip and the eunuch. Yeah. Okay. One of my favorites. Yay, yay. So, if you're unaware of this story, this is a story of fantastic uh, supernatural relocation <laughs> and
0: um, some awkward social interactions, interactions which should chariot. resonate resonates with most of us.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but how I approached this this passage um, was to tell the story of Joe and Faye Gok. You know Joe and Faye Gok? I I do not I don't okay. even know how to spell that. Uh, there are a couple of farmers in New Zealand. Okay. And there's a really adorable video online, and I'll I'll find it to send so that we can put it in the show notes. But they're farmer they're farmers in New Zealand who are responsible for saving the kumara, the sweet potato. Oh. And they they're like basically single handedly kept it from disappearing in New Zealand. Wow. And And I'm guessing
0: this is like a special New Zealand sweet potato. Yeah, not like the stuff I get at the store and turn into potato chips.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's similar, related, but I don't, you know, but
0: different, a different different, thing, right? Yeah,
1: but they're immigrants. They're Chinese immigrants to New Zealand. Both their families came after uh, the Second World War. They found refuge in New Zealand. They met each other in the nineteen fifties, and they married and became farmers, the, saving the the sweet potatoes. Not the only innovation they've made, but they did save this kumrah from black rot, which was like devastating. Yeah, and it was moving towards them. I mean, like, it
0: certainly sounds good.
1: Yeah, it certainly <sighs> sounds tasty, right? As, as these things in agricultural circles ha- often happen, as you know, is like the disease moves across the land. It moves across the land, and so Joe took it on himself not and he doesn't call himself a scientist he calls himself an experimenter to breed a kumra resistant to the rot and then instead of profiting from it he just gave it away he just gave it away that's great. Just gave it away and gave it to the front farmers in the North who were, you know, losing crops and yeah. not having income. And they're just this cute, adorable little couple, right? Like the video just makes them look so adorable. And they got, you know, the Queen's Service Medal for this and all this kind of honor, honorifics. But they're just this adorable little farming couple who are still enjoying farming, yeah. you know, 60 years on, 70 years on. Saving tell- the
0: world from black rot, one time. Saving the world black from
1: black rot, right? And I tell this story because I think it highlights how we each have a story. Here's, here's people who made a difference in thousands of people's lives, and you and I don't know them. Nope. Until there's, you know, a cute until little video. Until you preach about them. Right, until I tell a story about them, right?
0: <laughs> Facebook posts a sentimental video for everybody that? to watch.
1: Right. And I think about how many stories are out there. You know your story, my story, but but the story of the people in our pews and the the story of the people we meet in the, in the community and the, all of those stories, right? Mm-hmm. And and how that how they each reveal something about who God is and how God is working in the world. The story of Philip and the eunuch is is similar. The story of Philip and the eunuch have these like amazing aspects, right? Like supernatural. Philip is transported to where the eunuch is so that, that he can talk with the eunuch about what he's learning and the, the Torah that he is reading. And and sometimes I think it's a story where when we read the story, we, we, we're we thinking about Philip as we often do in, in biblical stories. We, we
0: identify with the disciples. We, yeah.
1: We, yeah. We And we identify with sort of what's perceived to be the hero of the story. Mm-hmm. This story, really though, is about you, the eunuch, not about Philip. About right. the eunuch and what he is experiencing in his story, right. and what we know of his story is pretty amazing, right? Mm-hmm. A man who's like so far out of Philip's world as you could get—foreign, powerful to some degree, a court official, literate. I mean, he's wealthy, wealthy because he's he has a copy of the Torah. Yeah, right. Like that. It's not like here where you know.
0: You can go down to the dollar store and get a Bible for a buck. Right,
1: right. Yeah, no,
0: it was expensive.
1: Expensive. He's traveling by chariot, which Just... must mean he has horses and others with him. And
0: It was, I mean, it's like the Tesla of the ancient world. Right? right?
1: Like, Yeah. It, I like, mean, it
0: wasn't like you could pick up, again, you, it's not like you have a 1992 Honda Accord that you're driving around. It's right. like, this is... You're either walking, right, or you have a Tesla,
1: right? Right, (laughs) those are the options. Yeah, and the eunuch also has the curiosity and the time and the to explore this God thing, right? Mm -hmm. He's a seeker, curious and questioning. He come to Jerusalem to worship, and yet, you know, on a side path and a country road is this interaction with Philip. And Philip and the you know and the eunuch's life is transformed, and then our lives are transformed partially because of his story and so it makes me think about really wanting us to be aware of our stories and aware of how we Act out of them. And how we use them. And we use them. We and can we, use
0: them to make excuses for bad behavior. Mm-hmm. We can use them to experience transformation. We can use them right. to connect ourselves with other people.
1: And how sometimes we start with, you know, we, we think about our story and our, it's so normalized in our brains. Mm-hmm. That we have to be careful that our story doesn't become the only story.
0: Yeah. I just watched this fascinating. I'm going to use this in a sermon in a couple of months in podcast time. But Hannah Gadsby... Mm-hmm. is an Australian stand-up comedian mm-hmm. who did a stand up special that oh, was called yeah. farewell to comedy. Right. And she talks about the way that she tells her story in order to get a laugh. And in order to get the laugh, right. there's three parts of a story, beginning, middle, and ending. You can't tell the ending. Because if you tell the ending, then it takes away the joke. You right. have to have the tension. You have to control the tension right. in the room. Right. And so she said, I can't I can't live out of my story that play in that place anymore because it suspends me in adolescence. Yeah. I need to be able to tell the whole story. I need to be true to who I am because when I'm telling you the story for the joke, I begin to believe that version of the story and right. that's not how the story ends. Right. And some of them end really well. Right. But it kills the joke. If you say, actually my mother and I have a great relationship, relationship now and some of them yeah. end really badly, which is, and then this bigot who we all make fun of now actually beat me until I was hospital bound. Right. Like, you know, it, it kills the story, but right. in order to live, authentically she has to hold the whole story
1: right and she can't do
0: that when she lands at the laugh right
1: um and, and even just the preview because i haven't actually watched that oh it's so good but just, she, she gets angry and right, it's not right. funny it, but just the pre- <laughs> just the preview i went oh i need to watch that yeah no it's right just, because it's, it's that it's that. a lesson in preaching All stand up is a lesson in preaching right
0: but hannah gadsby is on the nose well, and what was funny was we watched it back to back. My friend Pablo and I watched it back to back. Hannah Gadsby and before that, Jim Jeffries, mm-hmm. who is another Australian guy mm-hmm. who a little bit crude, a little bit, you know, he plays up kind of being right. bigoted, but he's not. He jokes around that way. And he's sort of famous because of some a bit he did on gun control. He mm-hmm. says it's really strange to be famous whenever there's a tragedy. Right. Because people start passing around the gun control comedy bit again. And so right. he's like, it's really, it's like, I always know. That something, something awful has happened happen. because my hits go up. <laughs> so which is awful. But so so we, we watch this Jim Jeffrey special and it's just joke, 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 and then we watch Hannah Gadsby and she's like, Yeah, jokes don't work. And we're like, Oh. oh
1: right, right. Well but And
0: the- now I'm wondering how do Jim Jeffrey's stories end?
1: Right, you know? right, right. To remember that there are all sorts of pieces that make mm-hmm. up our story. The eunuch is such a what's the word I'm looking for? It's such a limiting definition. Of somebody, like to refer to him as a eunuch and not give him a name, right?
0: It's sort of that his identity is eunuch, right? And we might know all of these other cues from the story. Right. We have more details about him than we have about anybody else, really. And right. more about than him about Philip than about right. Philip. Right? We have so much information about this person, and yet they are still nameless. They are. This right. is this is the other person. This is the label that we put on them. Right. right. It's how I hear a lot of churches talk about the homeless. Mm-hmm. Oh this homeless guy came in yeah. and it's like,
1: well, what was his name? right Jerry He,
0: he has a name it Mitch.
1: And to think you know that, that we need to be thinking about our own story mm-hmm. so that we can understand someone else's story. Mm-hmm. If we don't understand who we are and and some of the assumptions our brains are making for us and some of the the ways in which we think normality is or what is what is average, we can't hear another story yeah and we can't. Philip, in this story, doesn't want to go. And what if Philip never went to the unit? Or what What if if Philip couldn't
0: get his own stuff out of the way Exactly. in order to show up? I'm thinking about a colleague of ours, a friend of ours, who was going through personal crisis, Mm -hmm. was going to go through a divorce, Mm -hmm. and had to tell their DS, Mm -hmm. and sat down at the table with the DS and told the DS what was going on. And the DS, who was a friend of ours, Jane Schlager, Mm -hmm. said hang on, I'm just having a little panic attack. It has nothing to do with you. And just sorted herself <laughs> so out so that and she then could said, be present. okay, and now I'm with you. Right, right, <laughs> like, right. And it, and it was such a relief for that person that, that they knew that she was present enough to say, hang on a second, let me process some stuff and then I'll come back to you. Instead of just like having that glazed deer in the headlights, headlights look flip. in her eyes while or, they're speaking.
1: Or like, you know, the situation that we often run into where people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's sad.
0: Well, that's sad or oh i i had that happen once and then they somebody did that-, that to me the other day so my dog's having a, a cancer scare right now and somebody goes well when my cat's stomach was upset we gave her sweet potato and it took care of it she's healthy as a horse now and i was like oh i didn't know sweet potato could cure cancer thanks for letting me know <laughs> right you know, which is not a kind response no no but no yeah. it's also not kind to say oh i I'm, before you even speak and get to tell me your story i've decided what your story is and how to fix it right like, that's also not a gracious way to live your life.
1: And and that we have to be aware, that we have to be listening for other people's stories.
0: Yeah, you got to give people a chance to get it out.
1: And some of the things that we would, that we think, how, whatever language we use in our heads about whether we think something is okay or not, mm-hmm. you know, we need to stop and actually hear and realize that our stories are a lot closer to one another's. And I mean, that's one of the ways that God works through us is to help us experience not just my our own stuff, but to also help us understand other people. It's what our denomination is trying to do right now. Right.
0: Which it's not doing very well because we've all decided we're right. Right. But um, trying to get people of to listen I'm to right. each other's stories. Whenever there's a huge disagreement, you know, we always right. want to focus on the disagreement and why we're right. Instead of saying, well, here's how I felt when I first heard about this disagreement. And here's what my experiences have been. And what have your experiences this been? And coming to some kind of common ground. Right. Finding that. That unifying force in the midst of our stories, instead of just saying "I'm right, you're wrong," let's not talk about it anymore.
1: Yeah. So, so what is your story? You know, where were you born, and what was your home life like, and what formed you, and um, what do you love? Who formed you? What annoys you? What
0: scares Scares you? Um, What do you want? What do you dream about? What yeah. what do you dream about that scares you? Right, <laughs> like right. just just enough for it to be a challenge. You know, and, yeah, I don't and, know if everybody where, experiences where, the world that we, way. And
1: where was bottom for you? And where and what have the yeah. top experiences been? And, and where are you now? And where are you now? Do you remember what the pa- the bottom was like? And can you do? You, can you see a vision for what the top might look like? And, yeah, and how did you get out of it? Yeah, and that we really need to be thinking about that. That mm-hmm. it's okay that you and I have different stories.
0: And it's not going to be the same stuff that pulls us out of the bottoms. It's, no,
1: no, there's not one answer. Sweet potatoes were good for Joe and Faye, but... Um, not good for squirrels cancer. Not good for squirrels cancer. So um, anyway, so that's what we talked about. And um, it, it's always interesting what who, what stories you get after you preach a sermon like that.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. and the other part of it is nobody owes you their story.
1: Yeah, nobody owes you their story. You can
0: share your story, but nobody owes you their story. So you, right. you don't get to decide how much they have to tell you about them. Right. And there have been so many of our folks who are a little bit different than the majority. So whether you're in a mostly white church and you're not white, or whether right. you're in a mostly straight church and you're not straight or whatever, like who feel like people are treating them like, well, here's our gay person or here's right. our black person. And they can speak for the, for the whole entirety of all of this, Of right? all black people or all queer people. And it's like, no. No. They don't owe you their story. And their story might not be the same as everybody else's story. And they get to share as much as they want to share. They don't have to justify themselves to you. Nope. Yeah. And it just make space for it and right. welcome it. But you don't get to force it. Right.
1: Yeah. And that you get to own your own story.
0: You get to own it. That's right. And
1: I think that's... My something.
0: story might not have anything to do with yours. Right. But it's still my story.
1: You know, it's sort of like personal you know autonomy of your body right like nobody (laughs) nobody should make you feel uncomfortable by touching you or being too close to you or all those things and the same thing about your story it's yours and what you share and what you don't share are part of that story Mm -hmm. so
0: cool anyway so what's your story thanks for listening
1: to the sunday morning sleep
0: in podcast and all of our stories Uh, if you have questions for us or if you want to share part of your story uh, shoot us an email. We're at SundayMorningSleepIn at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at Sunday SundayMorningSleepIn or at SundayMorningSleepIn.com where you'll find our entire ar- archive, including um, notes for each show, which includes links to the various things that we've been talking about. And today we'll include the links from the video of the cute couple in New Zealand who saved the sweet potato. Um, the scripture for this podcast is Acts chapter 8, verses 26 to 40. And the music that you're hearing is Take Me Higher by Jazzer.
1: My sending forth for you today is to go and think about your story. As you go and live your life, remember the pieces that are part of who you are. And remember the pieces that you have let go. Share what you need to share and hear what others are saying of their story. Go forth. Amen. Amen.